Hello guys, welcome to my podcast, Lovely Linky Inspirations, where the intent is to encourage, motivate, and inspire you. I will share with you my journey and expertise as a nonprofit co-founder, a therapist, a PhD student, a mommy and wife. I am also here to help uplift all single women, whether you are a woman who has never been married, previously married, and now a divorcee or widow as well as to help build, support, and celebrate couples who are courting, engaged, and married. So come now, join me as we encourage, motivate, and inspire each other. Hello guys, welcome to Lovely Linky Inspirations. Today is our 18th episode in our first season. Today I am joined by another special guest, Carletta Roman. Coletta has two master's degrees, one in human resource management and another in public service. She is in the last phase of completing her PhD in business psychology. She is the owner of Collective Career Consulting, which offers career coaching, organizational development, and diversity, equity, and inclusion strategies. That's IED strategies. Coletta and I sat down to discuss systemic racism and how planning systematically and strategically will help combat it. Uh, She wanted me to point out two things. That's Coletta. She wanted me to point out two things um, based on what you're going to hear from our discussion. She made a statement about prisons being built um, based on third graders reading level. She wanted me to explain that there isn't hard data um, for that exact statement. However, it's more appropriate to show the connection between literacy and prison. And she um, linked a source which says it has become perfectionary among some educators and politicians to to offer that third or fourth grade reading scores are used to predict the number of prison bed beds that need to be constructed and it says um uh based on what she sent me she says to see um saunders um 2013 that's the source um although the use of reading scores um to estimate prison beds uh is unfounded there is a positive correlation between incarcerated youths and adult and low um, levels of literacy. This will make more sense to you um, once you continue to listen to our discussion. The second thing uh, you would he- you will hear Coletta uh, define systematic practices versus systemic. Um, the difference between the two and she just gave a general definition based on the dictionary and uh, she stated that systematic practices uh, is relating to a system that is it's methodic methodical practices uh, while systemic is the fundamental to a predominant social economic 
or political practice. Systemic racism is about the everyday experiences that people experience due to those systematic practices. And those you will hear um, as you continue to listen those are easily intertwined and uh, and we and get confused and people use them in place of the other and so you know she and I wanted to make sure that we redefine those again for you because I think in in certain instances uh they were flipped around and so when I I wanted to make it very clear that systematic describes something that is thorough intentional methodological are implemented according to a plan. So it's planned. So this systematic practices is the result, is what um, helps to create systemic racism. And I found something that was, you know, kind of put it all together for me. And it says, in short, systematic is used to describe the way a process is done. That's systematic, S-Y-S-T-E-M-A-T-I-C, that is used to describe the way a process is done, while systemic, which is where we get systemic racism from, is used to describe something inside the system. So the systematic practices then creates the systemic racism. So those very thorough and intentional methodical practices, they're implemented purposefully by a plan. So that's the systematic practices results in this systemic racism. It's purposefully done. So I hope that explains as you continue to listen um, to the discussion that we will have again, as with all lives, please continue to listen past the connection issues um, as you have done, my faithful listeners. Thank you. With that, Kamna, join me and Carletta as we talk a little bit about systemic racism. Okay, so thank you, everyone. We're going to get started. Start. Um, just going to say a quick little prayer for those of you who wants to pray with us. And if not your thing, that's okay with us too. <laughs> so, okay, Lord, um, we just thank you for giving you, us this opportunity, dear God, to come and truly represent you, Lord, and to share knowledge because truly a part of us um, fighting this fight, dear Lord, is educating ourselves and it's to learn from each other and it's to dialogue, it's to have communications with each other, dear God. And so, Lord, I just thank you for my sister, dear God. I thank you for her, yes, dear God. And Lord, I pray that everything that she speaks today, dear God, that it will fall on ears that will listen, dear God, and on hearts that will receive it, dear God, and on minds that it will start letting those minds start thinking about the things that they can do as well, um, dear Father, to bring about change, dear God. Lord, I just pray a blessing, your continued blessing up on Carlotta's life, dear God, for everything that she's doing, dear God, as she's completing school, dear God, and our journey with you, dear God, our spiritual journey, and our journey with her um, our business, dear God. May everything that she puts her hands to be a blessing, dear God, and may you lead and direct her in the path that she may go. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. 
Okay, sis. So, um, hello, everyone. Welcome um, today. And today we're going to talk about systemic racism and how planning um, systematically and strategically um, will help. And so today we have Carlotta Roman. So I'm going to hand over to my sister to introduce herself. I'm All hearing right. a little echo, sis. Do you hear that? No, I don't hear echo. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Does anyone else hear it? I think it's better now it's better now okay. yeah okay well good afternoon everyone um i believe it's afternoon for everyone yeah. including our friends on the uh west coast um <laughs> my name is carlotta roman and i am the uh owner and uh, principal consultant of collective career consulting llc uh, really focusing on a lot of consulting in terms of workforce development diversity and inclusion and um other workforce uh, needs in terms of human resources. Uh, today, I'm very thankful just to be in this space, in this conversation. And, and really, I uh, thank uh, Cynthia for having the vision and having the um, just ability and the will to go forth and create an atmosphere for conversation. And I really take it as a chance to be casual and just have a conversation mm -hmm. as if we're all sitting at the coffee table, just, you mm -hmm. know, talking um, and that's my approach in just anything that I share today is collective. Mm. Um, we'll talk in terms of, you know, particular group identities, but definitely collective. Uh, my background overall, um, I'm finishing and soon to be doctor this year. Um, Carlotta Roman, I'm getting my PhD in business psychology consulting and my research is concentrated on chief diversity officers in higher education mm. and um that also brings a lot of knowledge already in terms of the corporate space um yeah. i worked um over 13 years with volkswagen credit so that really gave me a lot of uh space in terms of working with various groups and human resources, training and development, and then even a little bit on the IT space with other organizations. organizations I'm yeah. um, involved in my community um, as a part of the Lake County Workforce Development Board and um, in other spaces with other organizations. So uh, I just think that that maybe highlights overall my background and kind of my experience in which I'm coming forth in this conversation, mm -hmm. um, the lens, I think, is very important to talk about um, how I'm framing what I'm sharing today. So I'm mainly coming from a business and organizational perspective to talk about uh, systematic and systemic racism. Mm -hmm. You know, how do we have conversations? How do we strategically plan, plan. and put things into action? Mm -hmm. Um and as well, I'll talk a little bit about the community uh, piece of it. Um, so really three areas, starting individually, I think is really from the ground level and then moving in terms of community and business. So I'm going to put a period right there because you told me to do the introduction and I'm already moving forward and I just want to be guided by you. <laughs> no, that's good. You're doing great. I didn't interject or interrupt because I think you have a good flow going. What I will say here is if anyone has a comment or wants to ask a question, you can put it in the comment section and um, we'll do our best to respond. And if we don't have a response at the moment, we'll come back um, with it. But I think you're doing great, Carlotta. I think um, as, as you're going on, you know, to define 
you know, the difference between systemic and systematically and, and being strategic so people understand, because I think sometimes people confuse um, systematic and um, um, being um, systemic racism with being um, systematic. So explain that for us. So we'll, um, I'll definitely start there, just yes. defining what we're talking about. Um, so we have this systemic yes systemic um, racism mm -hmm. as well as we have systematic practices yeah you can probably find some information on systematic racism but you really hear systemic mm -hmm. racism yes, and you systemic. hear systematic practices right so systemic racism really is um kind of an outcome of systematic practices Practic like we really yes. start like a funnel and we start high level at the top systematically there mm -hmm. are um methodical practices mm -hmm. intentional practices that mm -hmm. have been put in place um so we'll start with the dictionary definition so i have a little <laughs> notes over here to the side so systematic looking at it as an adjective relating to or consisting of a system system and mm -hmm. concern with classification so there were like various definitions and i pulled those out so mm -hmm. last week um there was a great speaker i um what was her name again who was last sunday who um, oh um uh shoots why is she escaping no me problem. right now <laughs> um, but she really did a great job of laying you know historically and from um the community perspective of what she was involved with um yes, and Courtney, a lot of things had Courtney um, <laughs> yes. mentioning in terms of things being systematic so by now if you know you have not been underneath a rock you know there's a lot that's been happening a lot of shaking a lot of protesting uh, globally mm -hmm. and we know um that really just came to a head with the um protests around uh, what happened with George Floyd and yes. we're not going to get into the depths right. of that in this mm -hmm. conversation because we really have been exploring that in many different spaces um but system Okay, Carla. Uh, uh, froze just a little bit. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> Somebody sent a text message. Um, yeah. Uh, so systematically, <laughs> systematically in our country, we know that certain things have been done. So you know, uh, with certain particular groups, we look at slavery and we look at uh, Jim Crow laws that were put in place. We look at segregation of schools. Those were things that were systematic and done as practices. To purposely. be intentionally, mm -hmm. purposely to keep things in a certain way. Um, looking at diversity laws, civil rights laws. So all of those things are done a certain way. Um, we can look at it presently with uh, immigration laws or different things that come from the White House mm -hmm. and the agendas that we see from certain groups or political parties. Those are all systematic practices that have been put in place for an agenda. So... Moving on to systemic. Systemic is fundamental to a predominant social, economic, or political practice. So to bring this a level down to, to um, systematic racism, this is about the everyday experience, experience. that people have. Mm -hmm. So up top, systemic practices uh, methodically put in place come down to the daily experience of the individual by these practices being put in place by the dominant group, by white supremacy, we now see it trickle down to how I experience my life on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So one really good website, and you can just Google um, 
systemic racism and it'll pop up raceforward.com and they have like eight different vignette videos about the different um, types of systemic racism. So we look at the wealth gap between uh, different groups. We look at employment and the numbers and how the experience for minority groups or even um, for uh, African-Americans, Black people within the U.S., housing discrimination. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Talk um, about that for a minute. Stick a pin, redlining, you know, as we talk yes. about housing. Exp explain that a little, Carlotta, um, how that is set up. So um, I would even divide housing discrimination versus redlining because redlining in itself, it impacts housing discrimination. It impacts mm -hmm. um, political representation um, in Washington, D.C. It impacts funding um, for community. So that's why it's very important for everyone to <laughs> complete the U.S. <laughs> census. So we'll yes. know who is in our communities. The U.S. census, it does not matter um, you know, whether you're citizens or not, we just need you to be counted so counted. that funding can be there. And then ultimately, so representation can be there um, in the Senate and in the House for when we're voting. So getting to housing discrimination, um, we really look at um, from discrimination from the visual standpoint. We see a lot of people are impacted that way in terms of, you know, minorities or if there's a disability, uh, as well as we can look at um, how cities have been built. I think mm -hmm. Courtney talked about this or there was another video that I was watching where people were talking about. When you look at how cities have been built, they have been segregated. We yes. can look at Chicago, Chicago. and mm -hmm. you can look at the south part of Chicago and you can look at, you know, communities like previously like Cabrini Green and how communities have mm -hmm. intentionally been put that way. And um, I, and people only have a way in, but they don't have yeah. a way out. Out, yes. Exactly. Um, so in addition to that, policing is another systemic um, is another product of systemic racism. And mm -hmm. once again, we talked about this is about the daily experience that people um, are having. So presently, we all know in terms of what those experiences have been from um, policing being done in a different way for certain uh, groups versus others. Mm -hmm. And then incarceration. When we look at the incarceration rate and numbers for African Americans, let's say compared to um, uh, Caucasians. Caucasians, um, yeah. Um, as well, looking at drug arrests. And mm. a lot of people know, you know, whether it is talking about uh, the crack epidemic versus cocaine and how that has been intentional yes. in terms of incarcerating people at a higher rate that are black and brown. And as well as um, um, I someone posted last week in the same courtroom, and I'll send you this as a link. It was the same courtroom for the mm -hmm. same charge with the mm -hmm. same judge and there was two outcomes yeah and the difference was what well, one person was black one person right. was yes, white someone got that. i think either probation or mm -hmm. a couple of months and another person got multiple years for yes. the same crime i think right. the other difference was one person was 19 and one was 21 yes 21 yes yes that's yeah it. so mm -hmm. um the experience that we're having daily due to systemic racism, racism. Mm -hmm. based upon systematic Matic. practices mm -hmm. that have been put in place. place. So, let um, me, can I highlight mm -hmm. something there, sis, as you were talking about systematic, it's intentional, it's thorough, right? It's, it's methodical, mm -hmm. it's implementing, mm -hmm. and as you were talking about the coke and the, the cocaine, which, the crack and the cocaine, which is cheaper, crack, right? 
Mm -hmm. And so, so black it's, it's the it's the consistency, consistency in, you know, maybe makeup. how the right. drug is. Right. But we know that um, from what's known that cocaine, you will find that in more affluent, affluent communities, well, the new communities yes. where yes. you would see uh, where it wouldn't um, be minorities. It wouldn't be yes. black and brown, but you would see right. in terms of crack that that would mm -hmm. be in neighborhoods that were disadvantaged and impoverished. Yes. So, yes. It was, you know, more time mm -hmm. on that and able to get more people and incarcerate them right and even yes. in terms of incarceration there's a whole argument versus you know private versus public yes. um, jails jails and people yes. looking at it as uh you know um modern day um slavery slavery in a way mm -hmm. so there's mm -hmm. many different conversations in many different spaces where yes is happening and where we could get involved to strategically be a part of those conversations and to come up with solutions to solutions. impact change. Right. Because I really um, wanted us then, to make that, I really wanted us to make that point clear, sis, because when people look at it, why someone who got caught with more cocaine is getting less time than someone that caught with crap because the system is set up that way, right? And that is... That yes. is clearly how the system is set up purposefully, intentionally, methodically, systematically. That's what we're talking about. Because yes. I think it's hard for people. So I want to break it down very simple for everyone yes. to get it. <laughs> yes. And when we when I define um, systemic and systematic before I threw in systemic racism, I gave you a general unbiased definition because the examples mission. we're using mm -hmm. right now is because we're talking about the topic of systemic yes. racism mm -hmm. and that topic but when you look at um systematic the examples we gave are talking about things that are in a negative light however yes. you can have systematic practices mm -hmm. that are positive positive you know, very true diversity when we yes. look at you know yes. systematic ways in terms mm -hmm. of security within our country and trying to keep things safe mm -hmm. um there are different practices that are put yes. in place in a mm -hmm. you know positive or negative negative can, yes um, yeah have positive or negative consequences very in true our society. Mm -hmm. the last thing that i wanted to talk about that you'll see a video on race forward dot com is health was the last area and we can presently see um systemic um i'm sorry systematic racism in terms of health disparities on minorities presently with the pandemic with um covid now um it's impacting everybody and it is disproportionately impacting um African-American, American. black and brown mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. because of uh, current health conditions that are yes. already a part of the community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, where the systematic racism might come in is if in certain communities when people are trying to get um, health, um, not health benefits, but health services, and services. they're turned away or they have this experience. Um, and I believe one, uh, I can't think of the state, I don't want to say a state and say it wrong, but one um, okay. current political uh, representative said, oh, maybe the COVID um, pandemic is increasing because uh, Blacks are not washing their hands. Mm. So now we're, you know, <laughs> causing a fuss and, you know, um, negative, ignorant comments, and it's going to impose more systemic racism, racism. in the everyday mm -hmm. experiences mm -hmm. for uh, Black people in a health system that is already... Um, being pressured due to the pandemic 
So yeah. that was just the last area in terms of just the systemic, systematic, you know, you don't want to mix it to systematic yes. racism, which is the daily experience. And then systemic is a practice that is yes. set overall over it yes yes and, yeah. and 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 i love that you said we can use um systematic use systematic planning in a positive way because that's why we're here we're here to use the very same tools that's been used against the black and brown community to use it to our advantage in a positive way because people use it in businesses all the time you have to plan strategically and systematically in your business right so exactly mm -hmm. i mean you can think of your individual household you think of your family you yes know, how are we um being strategic in what yes. we do mm -hmm. and your strategy really is at a higher level in terms of what you do um in a systematic way way you know, what's yes. the legacy you're building for your family you know how you're getting out of debt how are you investing mm -hmm. you know these are things that are happening intentionally you're setting yes. yourself up for success mm -hmm. and it's over a long-term way Yes. So, you know, you can apply the definition in its general sense mm -hmm. to any topic. Yes. But, but the particular topic that we're talking about yes. now is regarding racism, race, the yes. daily yes. experience. How do we dismantle mm -hmm. what is systematic um, at the top level to change what we're um, experiencing on a daily basis? So to uh, move forward in the conversation now that, you know, we've laid the groundwork to talk about systemic versus systematic mm -hmm. i really look at it from you know three levels individually what are we able to do yes, yes. in our community what are we able to do and then mm -hmm. moving into the business and the organizational perspective which impacts majority of our lives we spend a lot of our time mm -hmm. at work and if you're not self-employed and even if you are self-employed there are things that you still can be doing to push forward in the conversation so starting individually um, here, this is internal. There's a self-assessment that has to happen with all of us because what is currently, what has been currently, what has been happening in our nation and that is still happening, what we see currently uh, with racism is mm -hmm. still there. It has not went anywhere. Mm -hmm. It has just shown up in different ways. There's institutional racism, yes. which is a part of systemic practices mm -hmm. and that's why you have seen positive uh practices come out systemically in terms of when we look at affirmative action Actually, and I yes. know there is a debate um <laughs> on both sides between, yes. you know it's just about a numbers and a mission yes. and it's you know disqualifying people who should get in um that are from certain groups uh however it is supposed to be used in a way to help equal the playing field playing due to field, disparities yes. mm -hmm. from what has been implemented systematically mm -hmm. from four particular groups yeah so individually um what we're already doing is a part i i would like to say of that individual self-assessment mm -hmm. because you know when what happened with george floyd and you know the fire just got lit and everything has been you know really up and sounding the alarm we all have had a mixture of emotions yes. um, from crying to anger to being overwhelmed and not knowing what to say mm -hmm. as black people, as African-Americans, mm -hmm. or, you know, if there are allies who, you know, 
are you know feeling the pain of not this again or i mm-hmm. want to really be there for um my uh you know african american brothers and sisters mm-hmm. or maybe it's someone who is not an ally who doesn't quite understand what's going on who might sit in the space of being white and might say you know why is there always this pressure on me where you know I'm accused of being racist I'm accused of you know white privilege white privilege white privilege and it may not be their reference of Mm -hmm. mindset that that's something that they're intentionally doing however just because it is an intentional in your mind, it does exist and it is real. Mm. So those are three different uh, areas that people sit at. And I believe it's important for all three of those type of people to come to come. the table mm-hmm. for us to be able mm-hmm. to have conversations. Mm-hmm. But before we can do that, there's a self-assessment that has to happen at the individual level. Mm-hmm. So as a minority um, or you know black and brown people, it is very important to acknowledge how you feel. Because it is going to be counter to you trying to be strategic mm-hmm. and tactful mm-hmm. towards making change. Yeah, I believe it's very important for us in this hour to have conversations about how we feel. Yeah, yeah. And you know, whether you feel invisible <laughs> or whether you feel angry, there's some people who are very, very angry that yes. they're not able to have a conversation yes. with someone who may not be black right now. Yeah, and very there are true. people who who are not, um, that are upset and they are angry for what's happening, but they're very much okay to have yes. conversations with mm-hmm. people. And there are mm-hmm. people who are already ready to just make solutions happen. Yes, yes. Um, so the self-assessment has to take place. Acknowledge your feelings and what's happening, whether you're yes. black, white, or, you know, in between, whatever you want to identify mm-hmm. yourself as, because we all live on this earth and we all are impacted by this experience. Yeah. You can be in a gated community and feel mm-hmm. like you're not impacted. You are impacted. You are. Eventually it'll hit <laughs> you um, in your taxes, you know, mm-hmm. some kind of way. We all are impacted in this open ecosystem of this planet of where we live. And we need to choose what we want to do. And one thing that I said to someone is there are more of us than it is of them. Yeah. The us are the good people who yes. want to live in a diverse world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The them are those who want to be oppressive. Oppressive. And that can come yes. in many colors. We yes. are predominantly we're talking yes. about white supremacy, mm-hmm. but the us, yes, we're a multitude Anybody. of colors. We yes. are a rainbow. Yeah, I'm so, so happy you said that, um, sis. Truly happy you said that because we, we don't want it to always be this divide of black and white because we do have allies. Mm-hmm. We do have us supporting, like you said. It's everyone who wants to be on the side of humanity. <laughs> yeah. And it's important that um, you do the self-assessment yes. so that you know the role that you can play in the of being strategic in this hour and in Mm -hmm. this season Mm -hmm. to put forth change Um, as a, you know, black person, I, it's very important that I acknowledge my emotions and Mm -hmm. I have a space to share that because oftentimes I might be in spaces where I have to suppress it and with everything going on, you know, a lot of us, we are not in support of, mm-hmm. you know, looting and rioting, but yes. we're giving you an explanation of why, why? that is happening. Mm-hmm. And I posted that. It's like, 
boiling water no longer being able to contain in a pot. Yes, yes. And one young lady had a very great video that I watched last week, and she really talked about that, you know, people are burning down communities, and they feel like, it's not my community. I don't own anything as a Black person. Yeah. So that's why it's like, set everything on fire. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody can have their reasons. Or it's been mm-hmm. such an oppressive community too. Like I was forced to be here. There is nothing here mm-hmm. for me. You know what I mean? It, I, I think it can be from those two lenses. There's nothing here for me or I'm in this community that's going nowhere. So why should I even mm-hmm. care about it? You know, mm-hmm. I think, but I, and- I, what, one thing that I love that you said, Coletta, and I'm sorry, is that you said a safe space and to really be vulnerable about our feelings. Because as a therapist, I think that's very important because that dictates how we act, right? And if we're so Mm -hmm. angry to the point, our actions is going to reflect anger and they may not be the right one. So we have to be in the safe space that we can, you know, share our feelings. Yeah. And once, you know, you're able to do that, then that opens us up to really being able to have conversations with those who are allies. Yeah. And for those who may not be allies, but need to be educated Educated. on, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they have really, they have real feelings in their, in their world in terms of, Mm -hmm. I'm not racist. I don't intend to be this way, but it's important to, understand um the experience and of course i'm just reaching back here to kind of grab a book or so and one of those books that a lot of people have talked about is white fragility yeah it's a really good book white fragility why it's so hard for white people to talk about racism and the author is uh white and really this conversation is she's talking mm. to a white audience mm. about just the experience and really being able to look from the lens of you know as a white person I've never had to identify myself with race whenever the conversation of race comes up it really is for other groups what does that mean for me in the world that I live in today so it's really an easy read um about 150 pages so I highly suggest that you you know grab that book for everybody you know whether you're an ally whether you just don't understand what's going on or whether you're a minority to kind of help bridge that gap because we still collectively live and work in this world. So I think that really hits in terms of just the self-assessment and um, a journey you have to take with your own identity and sit Mm -hmm. in that in terms of have or the privilege you don't have and how do you use that to make change? So um, before moving in terms of the community perspective, are there any questions that anyone has right now when we talked about just as individuals, you know, dealing with emotions first and then, you know, educating ourselves? Because eventually we have to look across the aisle. Um, someone said it's also on, on Audible. So that's another good thing. Yes. Um, you can just, you know, get the book and listen and reflect and maybe even write and journal um, on that as well. That's good that it's on audio because for someone like me who wants to read it, but <laughs> I already have so many books to read. <laughs> I, I feel so bad sometimes. I'm like, I want to read all these things, but yeah. how do I get to them? And Sherry also mentioned it was the uh, a higher rep, I think, that made that okay. comment about you know, yeah. blacks not washing their hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, thank you for that uh, reference. Um, 
for that source. Is it, yes, is it, it is important, you. especially as uh, these two doctoral students here that we uh, give <laughs> credit and sources. Yes, <laughs> so yes. my definition came from Webster's Dictionary and those eight uh, systemic racism pieces reference. was from raceforward.com. So I'll give uh, those details to Cynthia and she can post yes, I with the post video. Those. Yeah, we're not, okay. not going to plagiarize anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Moving into the space of talking about community, when we look mm -hmm. at um, systemic and systematic um, things, um, this is how, you know, individually, I've done my self-assessment. I'm actually probably continuing that self-assessment and my identity and how I fit into this web of things throughout yes. my whole life. That's mm -hmm. going to change in different, you know, life cycles. But in the communities that we live in, we have to get involved yes yes you have to get involved to have an opinion about something and not to do something is pretty much contradictive yeah contradicting yourself you know you how they say you can't have a a, a dog in the fight is i don't know i'm not using the right metaphor but if you want to have something to say you put up and shut up yeah get involved <laughs> get in get involved uh, like if you're not if you are not if you don't have any action to go along with what you're talking about people are not going to take you seriously not people listen. are not going to give you the time no. to you know to hear out your thoughts because mm -hmm. what are you doing with that doing. Yeah. you know there are so many books there are so many conversations there's so many meetings and webinars people are tired of talking yes. they want action they want change yes That's why rioting and looting is happening mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. want change and you can get uh dr martin luther king this is the last book that he wrote before um passing on um before being assassinated where do we go from here mm. chaos or community and mm. he talks about rioting and looting he talks about um really transitioning from your you know just only social change through peaceful protests to you know how do we really become agents of change within our community yes. and shake the ground so in the community whatever your topic might be that you want to be involved in whether it's incarceration whether it's education whether it's housing whether yes. it's health whether it's jobs get involved yeah uh, the very first thing that i highly suggest that you do is start with the city that you live in yeah your city's website Mm -hmm. look at um it'll probably have how to get involved and to volunteer or you can also go to your county government's website and you can look at how to get involved and volunteer sign up for e-newsletter to get yes. you know up to date on any particular topic so for instance with COVID-19 I signed out signed up through the Lake County Health Department I uh, just clips so that I can get their e-newsletters or mm -hmm. I want to you know keep up to date of what's happening with let's say the park district I can get updates on yes that. yes another yes. thing that we need to understand is the strategic plan mm -hmm. that is happening in our communities so we're talking about uh, systemic. We're talking about practices. We're talking about things that are happening at happening. the top. Mm -hmm. That's a strategic plan. Mm -hmm. A strategic plan can be over the next one to two, the five to 10 to 20 10, 20 years. Yep. Yeah. That's at the systematic level. And what you experience on a daily basis in your community sy systemically 
is a product of that. So <laughs> really get involved in your community. Um, join a committee on a uh, community board. So yes. I am a part of the Lake County Workforce Development Board since 2013. And this is a fairly mandated board. And as a mm-hmm. part of that board, I really get a chance to talk about um, workforce resources for mm-hmm. residents and businesses in Lake County. And to really look at it from many different perspectives, you know, whether someone's an ex-offender, whether someone's a veteran, whether someone's out of work or youth, these are all of the different groups that we're looking at in terms of what's needed in terms needed. of workforce services. Mm-hmm. Um, also, get on the um, education board, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, get a part of a so, for instance, the United Way of Lake mm-hmm, County mm-hmm. has, whether it's on the board or whether it's a part of a committee. Yeah. Um, and if you don't really have time like time. that, just mm-hmm. write the um the head of the organization or whoever handles, you know, committees and volunteering. And maybe you want to just be adjunct. Maybe you want to yes. be a special project. Yeah. But the whole point is action. Something. Get involved. <laughs> Do, Do something. something. Yeah. Just talk yes. about it. I mean, we can have these feelings individually. We can see how we fit in the web of things. But at some point, we have to move forward and do something with that yes, pain yes. and to change what you're experiencing on a daily yes, basis instead of, yes. I hate what's happening to me. I hate what's happening to me. What can I do to try to impact what's happening to me? Yes, and very true, Carlotta. On a basis. Very true. So, that's community. Um, mm-hmm. Just my call actions to get involved. <laughs> may I add something with community? Because we're so much on social media. We're on social media now. And even mm-hmm. social media have groups, right? Because I know I live mm-hmm. in Zion and we have two Zion groups. And the commissioners, you know, are, they're all on those sites, right? So you, you get mm-hmm. all that information, too, of what ha- what's happening in the Zion community. It's not just the people in Zion. It's the leaders in Zion that are on those sites that are sharing. So if you know you are a social media person, get into those groups that are community groups yeah a lot of grassroots group uh, grassroots mm-hmm. groups are forming um even in our own community around mm-hmm. social issues mm-hmm. so the community piece definitely um is there in terms yes. of really impacting um systematically the <laughs> systemic experience mm-hmm. so to move into business and organizations so um Really, as employees or even as owners of organizations, of businesses, we have to really be a part of the conversation. So if I just start with, you know, if you work for an employer, I would say at this moment is it is kind of hard to separate what you're experiencing right Mm -hmm. now and not think about how you feel when you go to work. Yeah. And certain things that may be disparities and um, that you feel are unfair or, or lack of representation mm-hmm. is probably really eating away at you, if that's you. One of the things that I would say um, is to really see where your organization is in terms of one diversity. Mm. So... Um, are there diversity groups in your organization? So oftentimes these are called ERG, employee resource groups, or BRGs, business resource groups. So you might have something um, for women, something for um, veterans, something for LGBTQ Mm -hmm. representation. Um, You might even have something for um, 
African-Americans, Latino, uh, Latina, you might have these different groups to give you a space to talk about one. What is your experience as an employee Mm -hmm. in this business that might be needed in terms of like even mentorship, um, as well as groups look at how the organization is impacting customers that are from that particular represented group. So, for instance, uh, with an organization that I work for, they looked at the services of uh, contracts and. OK, so one organization, um, yeah, one organization looked at contracts and how it needs to be offered in various different languages to represent a predominant customer base. So that was one way of really Mm. ensuring diversity and to change how things are doing. Mm. The next piece would be the human resources office. Is diversity a competency? Is it something that is required as a part of performance management? And holding managers responsible for Mm -hmm. diversity in some kind of way. You know, whether it's diverse hiring practices Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. whether it's diversity training and i'm gonna put a uh a pause right here just to say that you know a lot of people in the business world get wrapped around diversity training you know Mm. let's have diversity training (laughs) let's bring in a diversity trainer let's train you um you know four hours today or you know two or three series diversity training does not change things what diversity (laughs) training does it makes people aware where so just like even the conversations we're doing we're making people aware we're educating people into a space that maybe they're not familiar with yes or what's currently going on so hey definitely your organization can have diversity training if they don't have it maybe encourage them to have it um but there needs to be something a little bit more than just we had you know, 85, 90% of our employees do diversity training in 2020. We're good. We feel like we're doing great things. Okay. As an organization, what are the hiring practices? What are the percentage of uh, representation of uh, employees of certain groups being promoted Mm -hmm. within this Mm -hmm. organization? So really challenging them in that way. Corporate social responsibility. Yeah. The organization the business the community that it is involved that is located are they involved are they reaching out to their community are they giving back so that's another way in which you know we could be strategic to uh, make change in a business aspect um for uh business owners especially minority business owners getting involved with your local chamber of commerce I know there's a Mm -hmm. chamber of commerce here in our county and then there's a black chamber of commerce to really making sure that the resources that are needed are provided to minority owned businesses. Um, Mm -hmm. Really making sure that representation is available to get funding where it's needed. I mean, we know with the current um, PPP uh, loan forgiveness program, there had been some issues in terms of who was getting what money. Well, you know, do we have the representation on a community yeah. basis or even in the Chamber of Commerce to, you know, have someone talk about what's happening? So that's ways in which we can be strategic in terms of what we're doing. I appreciate that because I wouldn't have thought of that. I need to go. <laughs> you and. 
I'm learning. I'm learning, Carolina. <laughs> yes, as a nonprofit, um, you know, founder, you know, I may get help there as well, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are there any questions at this time in terms of what we're talking about? I don't see any questions yet. Okay. People are listening. People are liking. So they're listening. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, when we think of systematic uh, things that have been in place, that we think of um, practices that are keeping the people oppressed, those are the things that we want to change. And, yes. um, you know, we talked about those various different groups and, you know, incarceration is that because that does impact people's um, yes. well-being. It mm-hmm. impacts their livelihood mm-hmm. from you yeah. know, being able to find a job, being able to feed their family. Mm-hmm. You know, it cuts across the board. That's one thing that I like that you said you listed several different areas that people could get involved in because it all it all, you know, affects race, race, mm-hmm. it, it all affects it. So we, I think that gave a light for probably for some people to say, oh, I, I'm interested in that. So we can use what we love, what our passion is to make a change, mm-hmm. right? Because there's some way or some way where that can help to make an impact. So don't think because, yeah. okay, I'm not all, I don't know anything about, you know, working with um, injustice in a sense, but you can work with girls, you can work with woman you know you mentioned you know um being people who've been incarcerated you you gave several different um areas of mm-hmm. populations of people and i and i thought that was very good so you know it, it's just not one way or one set of um, people or one organization that you mm-hmm. have to go to to make a change so talking about our particular county if you want to see how you can get involved you can go to the website find help um, lakecounty.org or it actually might be um, I think four no not 411 it's 211 211 mm-hmm. yeah 211 let me see so this is a really uh, significant website uh, for our particular county and a lot of counties so actually the website correctly is 211lakecounty.org so you know whether it's you or whether someone you come across and they're in need they can um, go to this website and you can actually uh, just dial uh, even the phone number to get connected to um, services you will get a um, representative and ask you know, if you're in need, you know, maybe somebody is homeless, maybe somebody needs shelter, food, or maybe somebody is, you know, in a domestic situation and they need help and they can um, look at reaching out to 211lakecounty.org or calling the number in order to get resources. On the other side, you can see how you can get involved. Mm. You can find a list of different organizations that are there in order to get involved yourself. Or maybe there's a space that something is missing and you want to create it. There yes, you go. There you um, go. So if we're talking about incarceration, there's many different areas in which you can hit incarceration. Mm-hmm. Um, they are building jails based upon the um, statistics of the reading level of third graders. So, yeah, based upon the, the reading level of third graders, because, you know, uh, 
they're determining, you know, what is the like like the likelihood of what can happen based on certain groups over time. Yeah. So um I know, yeah, it, it, that shocked me. I'm so sorry. Much can I, I changes in, in life. <laughs> so so many things like, can change in life to change. Yeah, and I'll give the source based upon that. But the thing is, you know, if if we know that incarceration numbers, the particular groups that it impacts, maybe you can start with, you know, helping young black boys in terms of reading levels or mentorship, um, as well as, you know, maybe it might even be with teen mothers if there's a single. Yes. We give Sorry, her a lot of time to come back on. Yeah. Uh, so helping, you know, that team mother to be successful. So um, the coalition to reduce recidivism is really big in Lake County from a legal aspect to really changing um, policy and laws um, on a state and local level to help people who are returning citizens mm-hmm. is really um, kind of the term that we're using now, you know, yeah, people still use ex-offender, you know, someone who was previously in jail. Yes. But we say returning citizens because yes, yes. more and more, regardless of the type of offense that is happening, you're going to find more and more people have had some type of contact mm-hmm. with um, the system, with um, uh, the justice system. So it's about really helping all of us to thrive in what yes. we do. So whether it's with children, whether it's with policy mm-hmm. and uh, legislation, legislation, or whether mm-hmm. it's helping people after they return, it's to really help um, our community as a mm-hmm. whole. Yeah. Okay. I still can't get over what you just said in, in terms of yeah. building um, prisons based on a third grade reading level. That That's very shocking to me. Yeah. Wow. And so then, do they not believe that a child is going to improve the statistics say that the child is not going to improve do they create the system where that child doesn't improve it's like a third grader can improve so instead of building systems to help that child to help those children Mm -hmm. get better in the educational system they're setting them up already for failure when you know they're based upon uh statistics um that's what the numbers are saying. So just like, you know, based upon, you know, let's say we say teenage pregnancy mm-hmm. and based upon when you intersect that with, um, let's say, race and whether someone came from a single parent household, they're determining, oh, this is what the likelihood and the percentage of people to, you know, maybe be incarcerated or to uh, have drug issues. So a lot of stats are based upon you know, historical things that have happened, mm-hmm, but we mm-hmm. know those historical things were impacted by <laughs> systemic things, things put in place. To, yes. To oppress groups. So when we talk about the improvements of, let's say, um, the children in those particular groups, that's for us to get involved in to do. This there are it. organizations and governments and schools in place yes. to help, um, you know, institutionalize learning and the way that we've learned is not necessarily the truth all the time we have to be responsible for yes. what our children learn we yes. have to be responsible for what goes in our body we have to be mm-hmm. responsible for um you know what help happens to our seniors yes. so it's about being strategic, strategic. What we do. <laughs> so to be strategic is action yes it's getting involved beyond what's required 
getting involved beyond what impacts just me and my household how do I get involved in my community? How do I step up? Like right now with everything that is happening, there's a lot of us who need to be preparing to run to run for office in two years. When yes. the locally, new, locally, people. locally in <laughs> two years, we know like voting is happening now. People are on yes. the ticket, but in mm-hmm. two years, yes. some, some people need to be coming out of those seats. So yes. right now is the preparation time yes. for you to, or- you know, get your voice heard get out there and get involved get out there and to build your brand be seen you know, to be, be a seen. leader to be seen yes. there is a yes. lot of work there's a lot yes. of work yes 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 I, I, I know we're supposed to be humble as christians we're taught to be humble but man i learned this from doing a pageant you you got to put yourself out there you've got to be mm-hmm. the one to sell yourself to tell people who you are and you're not doing it in a way to show off or to be anything but if you have something to give nobody is going to share that except you and we've got to be out there and i am still so shocked carlotta i keep going back to a third grader they're building prisons for that third grader in the future they're being Mm -hmm. strategic they're planning systematically and so we have to do the same just like carlotta is saying i I feel we've got to get this i keep repeating it we've got to be just as strategic and just as um systematically planning to help our children our third graders Mm -hmm. i cannot believe it i cannot believe this and i was just looking at uh to see a source on that i know some people are like oh no that's based (sighs) upon achievement that's an urban myth but you know when you look at it no, there yes. are projections. Correlations, yes, yeah. yes. Somebody asked, is this stats based on the black males or just anyone? Um, I believe that's just overall. Um, but we know when we think <laughs> about the disparities in terms of learning, what groups particularly yes. uh pop up. There's a book I have about behind me that talks about incarceration, but I'll just uh, put it in as sources uh, for you. Yes, she right put now. it there. Um, yeah, I, and, I, and she yeah, looking online sorry, right she, now just to. Mm-hmm. I was just reading. Sorry, Colada, I didn't mean to interrupt you. She, yeah, she was saying based yeah. on the third grade males. Yeah, we understood. Yeah, she's looking to to yeah. see. She think it's general, but yeah. But that is, yeah. that is, that's horrible. So we have to start planning how we're going to take care of our, our young people, how we're going, like Carlotta said, you know, go help them learn to read, you know, volunteer. We need to build after school programs. We know that, especially in our black and brown communities, our parents are out there working. We're single parent homes. We have grandparents raising the kids. And so a lot of time kids go home. I know this. I've been in the school system. The kid come back with the work in their bag. There's no one there to help them. So, you know, we know we need help in that aspect. Someone to help with homework. Someone will help to help yeah. with accountability, right? And sometimes yes. the parents don't understand understand the work it's not that they don't want to do it they don't understand it or they're just too yeah. tired to do so so we need to help we need to plan strategically and systematically to help yeah. these kids so those jails that they're building and prisons remain empty <laughs> yeah oh. and you know so that our children you know can come back and be change agents within their own yes. community you know yes. the only story i can really successfully tell is my own story yeah so Give her a minute to come back, guys. No, I should have put you not disturbed over the block. That um, originally, my family is from Mississippi, Louisiana. I was mm-hmm. born in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Moved up here when I was eight. Went to uh, school in North Chicago up to the age of eight. But you know, I am a Waukegan Bulldog uh, graduate. <laughs> 
but I, you know, my experience is really in Illinois. And, you know, when my mom first came up here, she was, you know, a single mother, um, you know, as my parents were separated and we lived uh, right in Rolling Greens for like five Mm. years. And the North Chicago false park youth center was a place, a sanctuary for Mm. me and my friends, you know, from the swimming pool to the football games across the street and North Chicago high school. But there were key people, teachers, people involved in um, community that was there at the youth center to help children. So even Mm -hmm. if, you know, you really don't want to get involved in all these different things, volunteer at your local park district youth center, volunteer your local library. Yeah. Technology's here and everything's online, but I'm telling you, the libraries are not going to go anywhere because there are so many disadvantaged yes. communities where yes. that's like a for yes. you know youth in the summertime to mm-hmm. really learn and to really you know open their eyes to things and go to yes. the next level. But there's sis- something that needs to be done. Yes, and nothing beats connection, right? We need that human connection. We can be online, but we need to be connected. So some child just needs somebody to hug them, honestly, you know, to go mm-hmm. down on their level and, and to give them a hug, to ask them how yeah. they are doing, you know. So like you said, technology is here, but we need people. We need your bodies, you know, interacting. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, not just being there for your family and even volunteering at your church, but we have to Outside. be out in our community. Yes. Not just Please say that up again. Within our church. So <laughs> a lot of organizations that I support or I've, I've you know, financially or I've been involved with in Princesses and Ladies yes. um, with um, Cynthia's organization, um, Dr. Uh, Michelle Vaughn, the, the Teen and yeah, Single yes, Mom Vaughn, Resource yeah, Center, yeah. Mm-hmm. or My Father's Business. Business, uh, yeah. That's definitely a very crucial organization in terms of um, young mm-hmm. um, Black males in Lake County. Mm-hmm. Um, the coalition, Morris. you already said the coalition to reduce recidivism, but the Legacy Reentry Foundation, right, really more, yes. Um, there's a plethora of things mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. If you're not yes. about action, please excuse me if I cut our conversation time short. Short. Yes, yes. You know. Repeat, repeat, repeat. <laughs> I get excited. We're done about with, that. you know, we can we can we're always going to be talking. Yeah. But what we're going to do about it? Yeah. What are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and get involved right I always say we don't have to recreate the wheel if we find that there's an organization out there doing something get involved because I can talk from an organization perspective we need hands right we need yeah. we need hands you know and I know George Moore they have a great organization which you were just talking about they need hands you know bats yeah. need hands we all need hands Matt need hands we all need people to help us um move along yeah. And before we finish, um, you know, getting back to uh, being strategic, yes. impacting at the systematic level, because mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is like top down from yes. the government to yes. local level. We need to be responding from bottom up as well. So mm-hmm. completing the U.S. census, please mm-hmm. do that this week. It, you know, things have been adjusted so that, you know, the date has been pushed back. Also, vote. Register to vote. Get vote is very this year i'm not gonna sit here and get into um views right now be right vote vote (laughs) you know do your jury duty because there are so many people that have been incarcerated which they are reviewing cases now to see 
if people have been sentenced based upon racism. Yes. There are a lot of people who have been sentenced based upon racism and mm-hmm. white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, were wasn't a, rep, a true representation of the people. Not of their peers. So can you repeat that sense on this? Getting involved that. in that way. <laughs> yes. Getting involved in that way. So um, those are definitely things at the individual level to hit um, at the systematic level. And those are very key this mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. with voting the U.S. Census. Um, and, you know, knowing who's on the ticket in your local area that's impacting, yes. you know, from how policing is done in terms of education, in terms of funding or what's happening. Yes, I appreciate that. I really appreciate being a juror, right? Because so many of us want to get out of jury duty, but mm-hmm. you know, that's a right that we are supposed to be judged by a jury of our peers. And so many of the black and brown mm-hmm. community don't get that, right? But we mm-hmm. have to want to show up. Like you said, we have to show up for it because we never know if we're going to be in that position or somebody that we know and love to be in that position. And there's mm-hmm. no one that looks like us that understands that our our side so i really appreciate you saying that show up for jury duty people uh, and voting you just gotta vote (laughs) Mm -hmm. too many people died colada i know that people think it's not helping but i just keep going back to how many people were hosed down how many people died for us Mm -hmm. to get this right and it take it's gonna be taking over time for you to to see your vote does matter you know it does matter yeah, and go to your local city council and or county government meetings that are available. If not, uh, check what was televised. Call yes. those people, email them, write them, show up to their office. Because yes. guess what? Our tax dollars are paying that Pain. salary. Mm-hmm. And they need to be held accountable. Accountable, yes. And I love that you said that because... You know, I go to meetings, Patrick and I, and there's always the same three people. But the fact is, if you can't go, it's available. I know ours, is, yeah. it's, they, they, they record it. So it's on YouTube. It's somewhere on their website. And there's always the notes. You can go pick it up. So we really have no excuse to say I can't go. But you can read the notes to know what happened. What They're making decisions for us. And we're not there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, yes. Thank you for highlighting that as well. Very important. And so if anyone says, Carlotta, if anyone says, well, I, I know my census was mailed to me and I can't find that paper. It's online, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> you can finish it online. It's really easy. 2020census.gov, I believe, is the website. Let's see. I'm connected to the internet for timely uh, feedback. Because you know everybody Twenty twenty census. 2026s.gov. That is the website. We're going to put that in the chat too when we're done because we don't want to. No excuses, people. We've got to act. As Carlotta says, we've got to act. We've, uh, many of us, I know I was awake before, but I think I've I've woken up even more to things. And it's just like, okay, even though my my organization is for empowerment of women and girls, but I'm still thinking, what more Mm -hmm. can I do for my Black and Brown communities? Because I'm a Black woman. I have to do something else, you know? So we all have Mm -hmm. to. Once we know better, we truly have to do better. We can't just sit down knowing something and do nothing. There is a problem with that. If we're able to do that, if we're able to see a man with a knee on his neck and cry out for his mom and just go on with our lives, like nothing has happened. Yeah. There, there, there is a problem with that. 
Exactly. Oh, I'm sorry, and I'm not being judgmental. You know, I, I'm as a therapist, I'm not judgmental, not. but we we have to do something. We can't sit. <laughs> yeah, and in this whole conversation, as I said in the beginning, the key term was collective. We yes. didn't necessarily say black people have to do yes. this. White yes. people have to do this. We have to we. do this because we yes. have to live collectively together. I'm, you know what I will say going back to the individual. Uh, perspective of self-assessment that you know we all have to take that journey because it yes. is not um it's really not the responsibility of those that are oppressed to um educate as well mm-hmm. as you know make those who have oppressed them feel comfortable and this yes. was like a key uh feedback for when i was in south africa because the apartheid mirrors <laughs> jim crow very very well mm. apartheid really was built off of Jim Crow mm. practices people from the US wow. went to South mm. Africa to help them with things to be institutionalized but that's wow. another conversation in another wow. post so understand that things are strategic to keep us divided when we talk yes. about the construct of race race is a social construct race you know a lot of people are saying let's not talk about race because we're all one human race which is mm-hmm. true, true but yes, science has yes. already proved that humanity started in on the continent of africa mm-hmm. so everybody <laughs> Tell them, is black <laughs> so your descendants just didn't choose to be near the sun you just you know evolved over time in your skin color whatever but so are you telling me there's ra- no poor poor pure true white blood out there and I think they're just all white there's no glimpse of nothing else in them is that what you're telling me maybe at some point over time as DNA starts to change and you know people keep things within the same bloodline it may not show up but (laughs) as science has already shown we all are together as one but truly you know even though that means like we shouldn't talk about race we do have to acknowledge race because people become invisible Yes. When you do not acknowledge. So when they say black lives matter, it's not that all lives don't yes. matter. It's not that blue lives don't matter. Yes. It's that black lives matter in order yes. for all lives to matter. And I saw someone post this and it was brilliant. When we think from a Christian perspective, when God, you know, we are his children and sort of like a shepherd um, and one of, you know, his flock goes away. He goes after that after, one yes. in order for all of them to be counted. Yes, so black yes. lives have to be counted as a part of this. Mm. And that's what black lives matter means. And I yes. know people have a perspective of like, you know, when you look at who started it, how it's funded it, that could be systematic to cause yes. division. But yes. the true meaning of what people have taken that taken to it. body mm-hmm. means something else. Yes, very true. So, I mean, it is important to understand how things start, where Mm -hmm, they come from. mm -hmm. But things can take on a different meaning as people body and identify with that. Yes, yes. And there's always extremes, right? There's extremes on both sides. And we have to have dialogue to know where you are at. Because I'm saying Black Lives Matter because I raised my fist. What does that mean for me and you? Means something else for somebody else. And we don't know unless we dialogue. Yeah. yeah, because I do you remember back then just raising your fist yeah. was such a negative thing. Black you, power. You, you thought someone was ready to fight or kill. No, you know, but we are standing up for us. Yeah. 
we have to pay attention to what is happening because I saw on Fox News that they already said uh, Black Lives Matter is now a political party. So you have to pay attention to the rhetoric. You have to pay attention Mm -hmm. to, you know, what's happening because it's all systematic. Systematic. Can can you guys hear that? (laughs) Can you guys? All systematic. We have some comments here from Jackie um, Lander says, not talking racism about, not talking about racism doesn't make it disappear. Very true, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Not talking about it doesn't make it disappear. We have to have that conversation. It's still there. I mean, it's the same. It's the same with anything, you know, not talking about COVID doesn't mean that it's not real. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. And I know that people are being kind when they say, I don't see your color. Right. And I'm like, see me. Please see that I'm black. Please, please see. Please see (laughs) that there are systemic things that impact me. Please see Mm -hmm. that, you know, if you say I don't see color, then you don't see what has happened to George, the mini George yes. um, Floyd. Floyd, overall. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah. You're you're trying to be kind with that, but you're not. You're you're like, yeah. A, and I think I what I say to people is, I want you to see my color. I just don't want it to be something that make you fear me or the first thing you use to describe me. There are so many yes. other ways to describe Cynthia, and if the first thing you're gonna say she's yeah. black, you know, <laughs> that that's yeah. where I know I have a problem. I can't speak for every black person, but it's that. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. And hopefully it gets to the point where, you know, someone says, you know, hey, you see me and you see white, but it doesn't equate someone that's racist. But yes. it equates to let's sit down and have a conversation, have a conversation. so I can understand yes, what you're I love going that. through and where you're coming from. I love that. And love even that. if you continue to keep the same ideals that you did, at least I understand yes. what the thoughts are on the other side so that I mm-hmm. can, you know, navigate this environment. I rather know what's going on than to go in blindly. Yeah. I want the good, the bad, true. and the ugly. So I can know how to strategize, how to yes. uh, set up things. And the maybe a last point, because um, I know we're over time. Systematically, what must be a part of a conversation is financial empowerment. Mm. And how do we do that, sis? I think that's you know we gotta own something. Black people, gonna, yeah. Yeah, black people gotta own something. We gotta get back to you know Black Wall Street. We gotta get back to yes. you know really keeping that dollar in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not to exclude anyone. Mm-hmm. We gotta be no. okay with saying yes. black people want this. Black people yes. have to have that. Yes. You know because yes. you know you look at other groups and they build up their community yes. and they keep that going. Mm-hmm. So it's that, so that we can have something, mm-hmm. you know, I'll use this example. And I know people are like, you always talking about South Africa. Cause I went in 2018. If COVID Talk about wasn't it. happening, I probably would like <laughs> temporarily yeah, yeah. go live in South Africa. But you know, after Nelson Mandela, which there's a whole lot of conversations I can have with you between people thinking, it, you know, it was intentional for Nelson Mandela or whether he was set up to kind of help bridge that mm-hmm. tie. That, uh, but you know, a lot more, Black people came into prominence in terms of jobs, Mm. in terms of leading in the country. However, the thing that was always the same, just like in America, the financial power always has been held by Mm. older Mm -hmm. white males. Yes. That financial power is always there, regardless of the demographic of the makeup Mm -hmm. of the people. 
So if we yes, truly yes. want to have some change, because a lot of people are popping up with all of the companies that are donating to certain political parties, mm-hmm. uh, you know, various restaurants and this and yes, that. Yes, yes. That's systematic. Yes. That's to keep agendas going. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we all need to have some real conversations with ourselves Sales. and as a community and yes. cross identity lines. Yeah. When I say cross identity lines, whether you, however you identify, whatever yes, you identify, very true. That's we true. have to collectively Inclusive. go to this thing together. Inclusive. Yeah. I I hundred yeah. percent agree with that too. And what I wanted to add with that, you know more about this than I do, but what I wanted to add is it starts at home because I think, you know, with a lot of black and brown people, we don't save, right? We don't teach our children to save. Your child has a job. You can start from that very small save some of what you earn right when your child has a job don't let them go out and spend all that money they have to have a savings account no matter how small Mm -hmm. that savings account is that is starting to plan within your home strategically and as systematically like we're going to teach you how to save so when you get older you learn i can't spend all my money you have to plan for your future and i think if, if from a very basic standpoint that's that's a one way to start we have to start in our in our homes and build build a habit right because it's hard to save it's hard to put something away when you think i don't even have enough but if we're going to have black wall street again if we're going to own businesses we have to learn how to be disciplined you you can add to that because you're better at this than i am (laughs) that is yeah we have to be disciplined it's kind of like you know i think of like uh long suffering patience Mm -hmm. um you know instant gratification is the demise of americans put a blind Mm -hmm. blinders on it forget every topic as americans you know instant (laughs) gratification or people say generationally the next generation instant gratification can have you know really prolonged negative consequences consequences on us yeah Yeah. so you know if we're really going to change the next generation we have to do things differently differently yeah and i I, I say that to myself all the time i have to do some things differently Mm -hmm. if i'm going to have any type of impact on the next generation yeah so yeah money wise and someone says sherry esther she says call michelle esther he's financial advisor so financial education Mm -hmm. yes we're gonna need to do a live with you Mr. Mitchell, Mr. Esther, Michelle. <laughs> yeah, and Mitch someone says, yeah, Mitch is, is awesome. Um, Marcia said, um, yes, look at the Jews. Yeah, yeah. Save their allowances, teach money as babies. Yes, Marcia. Very, yeah, we, we have to start somewhere. And so from the very basic, if we don't have money to go out there and invest right now, where do we start from and, and to come together you know, as a community, like I said, um, Carlotta is better. This is her field. She's better at this. I can just say from a very basic standpoint, that would be yeah. one thing. And take care yeah. of our communities. I mean, mm-hmm. the looting and the rioting. Yeah. You might feel like you don't own anything, but that's mm-hmm. where you live. Yeah. That's where it starts. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you can really be involved with self. Now, you know, how is somebody's grandmother going to get their medication? is no grocery it's a food yes 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 so you might only have a dollar tree or family dollar and then you have places that are going to uproot and leave yeah i I agree with that it's sad yeah say whatever you want to say whoever's connected with Mm -hmm. whatever i believe in protesting but i believe that we can't we ain't gonna have nothing yeah right we've got to make it and i know i know what it is to live in in a position 
of not having. So I get that. I get to be in a community where it's so poor, you wonder how you get out. And like when oh. I go back to Jamaica, I see those people there because I want people to understand we know where, we, when we say it, some people think they don't know what they're talking about in terms of we can't get out of here. We can't make it better. It is drug infested. It is, it is violence infected. I've lived where, gun, where I've had gun in my face, mm. right? And so, you, but my mom and my dad, they were determined at a certain well my dad had money but we lived in the ghetto anyways and then moved uptown yeah. so I had both lives but what I'm saying is I understood that I had we had the determination that we had to get out of that situation and so we weren't going to do certain things and we 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 would sell things even as kids in our community I'm just saying you can get out of there and like Carlotta said you can make mm -hmm. the community what you want to make it we're mm -hmm. not just looking out saying you know, you can do that when you're thinking it's impossible to do. You know, we know it's hard. We know there's gang affiliations. We know all of that run certain communities and it makes it yeah. hard. But there can be differences. I'm telling you, <laughs> growing yeah. up a, a part of my life, how that was and how rough it was. But we were determined. We're getting out of there and we what's not going to reach us, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Join these organizations so someone can have a seat at the table to represent your community or yes. talk about a community they're familiar with because they're going to say oh well they don't need anything or they don't take care of anything well let me uh let me let me enlighten you in terms of why <laughs> things are the way that they are why help is needed there are so many organizations as we already mentioned that have been established that they are doing things so bring new ideas yes. and bring new projects yeah and represent them mm -hmm. you don't have to recreate the wheel but yeah kind of spread that wealth or those resources to your community yes very true and we have i know we gotta go but we have just a couple more jackie said my dad used to say charity begins at home and spreads about jackie I keep saying that there, there's been a disconnect from home, even with education, because I grew up learning education is the first institution of home. Yes, charity begins mm -hmm. at home, but it seems like so many things are left for when we get out of the home to be taught and to be learned. And so how do we take that back, right? It truly does start at home. I really we cannot agree. rely on institutions, yes. organizations. To do that. So, yeah, you got the school, but it's the job at home yes. to educate your children. But if you have yes. a single mother, then how do we pull together collectively as a community to help? to help? Yes, to help that You have to be mom. your brother's keeper. Keeper, right. Because, be your brother's keeper. Mm -hmm. or we because we have to gonna... face those realities, right, Carlotta? Mm -hmm. We have to face the realities of the single mom or the grandma raising the children. And like you said, how how do we help? Because we, so we're not going we in with blinders. the family. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And family my is extended is out of your family. bloodline. I was going to say, your community, my community is my to... family. Don't you remember? I know growing up, listen, when my mom left us in the house and if we went outside, some neighbor going to tell my mom if we went outside <laughs> when we weren't supposed to go outside. It was a community of people raising us together yeah. and making sure we stay in line. If they saw us somewhere, then what are you doing here? They're going to tell you, yeah. you know, so everybody was involved. So how do we get back to that really, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and community doesn't necessarily mean just my black community in Lake County. Yes, can we say it? Lake County, Lake County community. community. Yes, yes, yes. I'm glad you said that because it's it's us. And like Carletta said, mm -hmm. I'm just reinforces the us is all of us that want to be on the other side of doing right. <laughs> yeah. So I look yes. forward to uh, people sharing in probably the next 30, 60, 90 days. What is that one thing that you're doing that's action? Yeah. Action.
in the community. I mean, the, the individual self-assessment, identity, and education, that should be automatic. No yeah. point to that. How are you involved <laughs> in the community? What are you pressing forth within the workplace and within organizations that you're connected to? How are you changing the methodical practices yes. that are set at the top systematically to give whether it's a uh, progressive or oppressive experience mm -hmm. on a daily basis for mm -hmm. people? I love that. I can't, I can't have nothing else to that but to say <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so Carlotta, I know you were going to do this and do great at it. I'm like, this is her field. So I thank you for rocking it out and, and, and for doing this. And everyone out there that, um, you know, chimed in on the conversation, thank you for joining us. And Carlotta, we, you can put it in the comments for me, like all of those um, sites and sources of okay. books. Yeah, that'll be um, great. I, I appreciate this. Maybe we can do it again. Even if you wanted to do a live and get me on, whatever, we, we, we got to collaborate yeah. and do things and move forward. Yeah. <sighs> thank you. You know, maybe it might be if there is an, uh, another one with me talking and not yes. uh, reverse, it's um, talking about like breaking down diversity because diversity yes. has become like a just a, a, a flavor of the of the day mm -hmm. when it's evolved from just diversity true diversity is everybody's represented that yes. even includes older white men that yes. may have advantages yeah inclusion and equity and fairness is what where the conversation is right now yeah um, academically professionally. professionally how do we bring everyone to the table mm -hmm. how does everyone use their resources whether mm -hmm. it's you know your education or your money or maybe mm -hmm. your boots on the ground and you know people your influence you have yeah. privilege yeah the mm -hmm. word influence whether you have privilege and use that privilege in a, a positive way yes. to make change for people you know yes. everyone can be involved is we're all on this same page for diversity, diversity. and change yeah I, I love that and I think we should do it because that is what I am you know I'm all for that I'm all for us doing it together I'm not for yeah. <laughs> this separation I'm really for I'm like we're not segregated we're not trying to go back to segregation yes we must yeah. have separate conversations but we cannot do it by ourselves and we and so I'm truly 100 yeah. percent down let, let's whenever you're available to to share with us because that's your field and you're good at that and i'm i'm here ready to learn that um i'd appreciate it so thank you everybody and thank you carlotta bye have a great bye. day all right bye-bye you may follow me on instagram and twitter at lovely linky and youtube at Lovely Linky Inspirations on my website at lovelylinkyinspirations.com. You may also email me at lovelylinkyinspirations at gmail.com. Please share, like, and subscribe. Until next time, let's stay connected. So come now, join me next week as we continue to encourage, motivate, and inspire each other. Talk soon! Until then, live good.